Hey guys, and welcome to the Therianthropy Podcast. This is your host, Melodium, and tonight we have a very special podcast. We have three segments that have been sent in, two of which are answering my question that I posed on last week's show about hunters, and one that is a segment someone sent in on their personal views of their Therianthropy. Uh, I would like to say, first of all, that I'm happy people have decided to send in their, you know, segments. I think it's great. Thanks, you guys, and I look forward to hearing uh, from more of you. Anyways, let's welcome the first guest, Lena Will. Hello, this is Lena Will from The Wear List. Regarding the question about hunters... It's kind of a tricky issue for me. I grew up in western Kentucky and I very much respect basically every hunter that I know personally. My father hunts. If I had ever been particularly into guns at any point in my life I probably would have hunted as well. He often hunts deer, turkeys, and so on and I've eaten the meat that he's hunted. I've seen he's got the heads as trophies on his walls regarding the deers and everything. But I don't particularly have a problem with that type of hunting, like one-on-one, you know, on the ground, fairly standard hunting. And even even sort of more organized hunting, like if it's if there's a well-established herd of say deer, you know, prey animals that are that are somewhere and they are set up in such a way that they're living on a free range and there are hunters who regularly go in and kill them for preferably useful reasons, not just for sport, but if they're actually going to take the meat, use it, I don't mind them putting up the trophies, but as long as they're going to actually respect the animal and make good use of it, that's that's critical to me. On the other hand, you've also got the extreme of hunters hunting in, you know, helicopters, flying over the landscape, gunning down various animals that they see. Part of the big controversy with wolves being hunted, for example, has involved, of course, aerial hunting and choppers sweeping in and sort of massacring whatever they feel like. And I know that that's probably an overgeneralization and that there probably are restrictions put upon this particular practice. And I've also heard it stated that aerial gunning, you know, big, high-profile hunting escapades, hunting, quote-unquote, that they tend to pay for activities that keep our natural areas maintained, like for our park service and, you know, the Defenders of Wildlife and so on. I've heard that mentioned before, that a lot of funding can come out of that because they have to pay a fee and so on. And admittedly, I haven't done as much research into that as I probably should have, but it's it's difficult for me to say well as long as that's the case i support it and not just for not just for the case of wolves if i hear about a wolf dying it boils my blood i'm a wolf therian i mean yes it's going to boil my blood no one is going to have trouble understanding that i guess but even for deer and so on i really have a problem with the notion of aerial gunning down of animals is okay because it pays for 
the park service and things of that nature. I, I really have a problem with saying that. That's sort of like saying that, you know, if a foreign country invades your country and takes you over, it's okay to, you know, completely give in to them in every way because that that pays for taking care of your country as it stands. In other words, if overhunting and reckless hunting were not a problem in the first place, then there wouldn't be nearly as much need for the Defenders of Wildlife and other groups or the, the actually federally funded park programs. And so, if there weren't as much need for that, then we wouldn't have to pay the chop. We wouldn't have to accept pay from the chopper crews who are going to aerially gun animals down, and therefore we wouldn't have to allow that to happen. So it's sort of yeah, you know, paying the enemy that sort of thing. It, I have a problem with that, and I really think that delisting wolves in Colorado was incredibly dumb, but it was going to happen eventually. But it was really, really dumb. If you've been following the news about it, it it's getting ugly really fast. There were 500 wolves there originally, or something around that, and they got up to about 1,500 in number. They were delisted. <laughs> within within a week, the first one had been killed, and I'm sure that there are all kinds of big macho hunter parties out there trying to prove their their manliness or their womanliness or Oh, goodness, whatever. Anyway, that's my mini rant. And I hope you've been able to at least enjoy it somewhat. And I'll pass this back to Melodium. I have a couple of quick corrections for my segment of the podcast. First of all, when I was saying Defenders of Wildlife, I believe the organization I actually meant was uh, the Fish and Wildlife Service. The Defenders of Wildlife are more of a third-party activist and lobbying organization, whereas Fish and Wildlife is a government-sponsored group. And secondly, when I mentioned Colorado, a number of other states that did have many wolves, and one of the first wolves that was killed after the delisting was, in fact, in Colorado at the time that it happened. It was one of the first wolves that had been in Colorado in some time. So anyway, I wanted to clarify those things. And now, back to Melodium, for real. Hey guys, sorry to bump in here. Um, what happened was part of this segment actually got cut out and was, re- and was replaced with silence. So, really quick, I'm going to insert what Leno Will said in there. Okay. Basically, what he said was that Colorado did not actually have any wolves in it prior to the delisting. But... After the delisting, one of the first wolves was killed in Colorado. So that's what he meant. I hope I didn't screw that up. And yeah. Okay. So now on to our next segment, which was done by Salio. Okay. Well... My thoughts on hunters. It really depends on what kind of hunter it is. Like, if it's a private hunter and they're just hunting for sport, they take all the animal, or if they use at least a decent part of it, then that's okay because, you know, they're trying to support their... Well, they're they're trying to 
at least not waste the animal if you know they just leave it where it lay and I don't think that actually happens a lot because a lot of the hunters I've known actually try to use what they can of the animal I'm not I'm not actually very familiar with large corporations so I can't give that much I guess it depends on the same principle of how much of the animal they use how much they waste I can understand for some people it can be kind of or it can be a spiritual thing in touch with the cycles of life and death and that's understandable and I can really associate with that let's see I guess it also depends on how they hunt like there's rifle hunting there's bow hunting which is pretty cool then there's a style where you just run the animal to death which is kind of hardcore and it may have been one of the original ways that humans hunted but I digress so I guess it really depends on what your feelings of carnivory are because if you're a vegetarian or vegan, I guess would be the better term, and you absolutely abhor the thought of eating any sort of animal product, then you're probably not going to like hunting in the first place because, well, it's killing animals and it's probably not your thing if you're a vegan. But if you're, you know, kind of a hardcore carnivore, then I don't think it'll bother you as much because, you know, you understand that meat comes from animals and generally we don't eat animals when they're still alive. So there's that part. I myself am more in favor of hunting simply because I like meat and I would like to be able to hunt my own meat at some point, but given my current state of finances and chronic lack of time, that's not going to be very likely. I would enjoy, well I don't know if I'd enjoy um, actually field dressing a deer because I have a chronic fear of parasites, which is kind of hilarious when you consider the whole carnivory aspect. However, it's just the way life goes. Let's see. I don't think there's much more I want to say, so I will bid you adieu and say goodnight. Okay, now we're back. First of all, I would like to apologize to Fenris Dracon or Nightmare, whichever name you prefer. Unfortunately, I was unable to upload your audio file. Okay, so now we are down to one written in answer, and that was from Sam EXF. Sam said that any form of hunting for sport is not okay, but that hunting for survival was. Thank you, Sam EXF. Now on to next week's question. Well, technically it's later this week, and it will be coming out Sunday. Okay, the question is, what is your stereotype? How did you discover it? And are there any special things about it? I think this will, since it is a personal question, get in a lot of responses, and I just can't wait to hear from you guys. Also, to Serena Fox from Wearlist, you say hi to everyone, and I'm sure everyone says hi back to you. Yes, that was a little request and completely off topic but yeah i just want you guys to enjoy this podcast i hope you did thank you to everyone who contributed even if your contribution didn't make it into this podcast it's only the third one there are plenty more to get into and please i encourage you to send me anything to therianthropypodcast at gmail.com. I ask that your audio submissions be in WAV format or MP3 format. 
written submissions can just be typed into the text field. Okay, so that's all there is for this show. I can't wait to see you guys Sunday. Hopefully I get to hear from you all soon. Have a great week.